King Jong-un traveled two and a half days to meet President Trump for the upcoming summit in Vietnam. Meanwhile, President Trump's travel time was two and a half buckets of KFC. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Cohen is scheduled to testify tomorrow in front of the House uh, Oversight Committee in a highly anticipated public hearing that will be broadcast live. And it will be capped off by a duet between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. The price of avocados, olives, and butter are up because fat is in fashion. In which case, it might be time for Chris Christie to make his big comeback. Producers say that Jesse Smollett will not appear in the final episodes of this season's Empire. Well, that leaves plenty of free time for him to plan his next fake attack. And finally, President Trump has announced plans for a July 4th celebration at the Lincoln Memorial to celebrate America on July 4th. He's also announced an annual gift-giving celebration on December 25th, and that the fourth Thursday of November will be a day where friends and family gather together over a joyous feast, a day (laughs) to give thanks, a day that will heretofore be known as Give thanksing. The Trump Report starts now. <laughs> You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Ah, uh, yes, welcome to the Trump Report. I think uh, even if I didn't have a little nasally thing going on, I don't have a good Trump impression. My impression that is That was of, a great impression. My impression of Trump is of Trump being sick with a head cold. That was a great impression, yes. except for... The word heretofore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Too, too big of a word. Heretofore. Yeah, that's true. Well, I should have changed it to two by four. Anyway, uh, I'm Christian Black, joined as always by Tamara Brown. Hello. And of course, Scott Moore. Hey, guys. On the far end of the desk. Now, mm. we alluded to it just there at the top of the show. The uh, Michael Cohen testimony is uh, scheduled to begin tomorrow at 10 a.m. CNN has a countdown clock uh, going. Well, <laughs> CNN has a countdown clock to their countdown <laughs> clocks to let you know when their countdown clock is going to start. To so when Wolf but, Blitzer's going to sneeze. <laughs> that's true. And I think that, uh, so that's at 10 a.m. tomorrow. So we live out, that's uh, 10 a.m. D.C. time. So we live out here on the West Coast. So the question is, Scott... 7 a.m., you're going to be there with some early morning popcorn, just ready to watch, and maybe speaking of countdown clocks, just waiting to see if the impeachment clock moves. Is, are those your big plans for tomorrow, the Cohen testimony? Yes, indeed. I don't know if it'll be 7. I might, you know, you might record, record you, might, and, you might time yes, shift the viewing yes. a little bit. Are you dedicated to the Republic or not? I don't understand what's wrong with you. I it's thought a, I'm dedicated to my sleep. Yeah, that's that's true. He's running an yes. office. He's running an office Michael Cohen testimony pool where if oh he should have done if that. he admits yes. if if Trump said something racist in the second quarter, then yeah. you know then you would win. Mm-hmm. We all have our tables. We have our like bingo Little squares. Bingo squares all planned out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so we have the testimony and uh, it's coming. And uh, the White House was very quick uh, to, you know, go go figure, Tamara. Uh, Sarah Sanders doing her job, mm-hmm. saying, like, don't forget that this guy's a liar. He's going to tell you some more lies. And I should know because I lie for a living. Now, that's not actually what she said, <laughs> but she might as well say it, right? right? You know it. Yeah. Um, so what do we think collectively? What do we think we're going to get tomorrow? Uh, we should really, we should do like a little uh, a little show bingo right here. Mm-hmm. Things that we hope we hear. Uh, I, I'll start with you, Scott. Well, you know what? I, I honestly don't think we're going to hear as much as we like because this is the public forum. So, you know, they're having two closed door sessions. I believe that there's going to be a lot of things that he won't say. 
But at the same time, I think the things that he won't say or he'll kind of push back on a little bit will be the ones that we'll have to really kind of think about of like, okay, why is he not saying things? Um, because obviously if he did, it would be a lot more incriminating. Right. And my understanding is he's actually uh, not allowed to talk about Russia because that's specifically covered. So, mm-hmm. uh, But he's like, oh, that's fine. Like, that's just, like, a couple hours out of my testimony. <laughs> I guess there's a lot of Stormy Daniels stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, who knows? Look, if if he's willing to pay off uh, one woman who he'll call horse-faced, there's probably others. You know? We'll find out. And uh, I don't know. What do you think, Tamara? you think Michael Cohen... Does he think he knows anything that he hasn't already told us, though? I, I, I think he knows things, but I don't think he has... He, I don't think there's going to be anything satisfying. Like, right. every single... Every single time we've had so many opportunities when when the Democrats are going, oh, he, here we go, here it is, here here's when the bomb's mm-hmm. gonna drop, and it's it's always so lackluster. Mm-hmm. It's always like I I I guess I know of the same amount of stuff that I basically knew before this happened. He's gonna say there were meetings. He's going to say that. There were meetings that he was not present in, but he assumes that the topic was this. Um, I would really like for I don't know I don't care I don't really care about anything in, uh, involving Stormy Daniels. I have a feeling that he's going to say Trump has said some incredibly racist things, but I have no tape or anything to put you know uh, to prove that in any way. So. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, I don't know how much tape there is of him as president saying things. I think that, you know, we can um, we can question his intelligence level. Sure. Maybe he doesn't use the word heretofore. But uh, I think, you know, after I think that, uh, you know, the American voters didn't seem to take much away from uh, the Access Hollywood, uh, you know, tape. Right. Something that I think we're not calling pussy gate, but we could. We probably mm-hmm. shouldn't. But you know, it's probably what he. But, but, he, but he, the American people would, if if a tape like that where he said something racist, I do well, that, feel it that, would be taken. That's the point I was gonna make. Oh, I think okay. he learned from that that like, okay, oh wow, I'm president now. Hey, I kind of remember that time I was talking to Billy Bush, and I thought we were off the record. Let me not do that now. Granted, the president is probably recorded. A lot of the time, and as I think I said last week, sometimes by Omarosa. Uh, so, you know, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to guess if there's like one time he's not going to use a, a, a racial slur. It's going to probably be talking to Omarosa. You know, you probably also expect that she might be recording you anytime you talk to her. Um, so I'm not going to say for a second that I, I would have any reason to think that, oh, he's never talked like that in his life. I just think he's probably a lot more cautious as president and I don't know that there there are recordings of it. But, yeah, Michael Cohen is probably going to say, yeah, I've heard that these things have happened. I, I can't prove any of it. But uh, why why wouldn't you trust me? I mean, I'm just going to jail for lying. Mm-hmm. So who's more trustworthy mm-hmm. than me? Um, so it's, uh, you know, I think that we'll... We'll have some of it to talk about next week, but mm-hmm. I think that there won't be as much to digest as maybe we hope. But right. I specifically thought of you, Scott, when I saw the L.A. Times headline, and I have it here. In echoes of Watergate, mm-hmm. Trump's ex-lawyer is expected to tell all to the House committee. So obviously, you know, uh, that's one of the things you talk about a lot in relation mm-hmm. to the, the Mueller investigation. Watergate took a long time. It did. It did. Um, and, and, and there are a lot of similarities in that sense. And, and like we've talked about, 
previously. It it's it's again. Is there more of a cover up here than an actual crimes? And and was what the president's been trying to do all this time has been more of the cover up to prevent things from coming out that you know again could have been something maybe not a huge deal of some of these things, but now they're going to turn into a bigger deal because he's denied and covered up. And and I think that's what's going to be the bigger things that come out when the investigation finally does wrap. And uh, both scandals involve something called deep throat, so there's really a lot you can do, take from there. How, how do you mean? Well, that was an informant. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw All the King's Men. All the President's Men was the name yeah. of the movie. Uh, but that was, uh, that was uh, what was that guy's name? Mark the, Felt. Mark Felt, yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost called him Mark Rich, and I'm like, that's the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that Clinton pardoned. Uh, but probably something he likes to. Anyway, so let us know, everybody in the chat, mm-hmm. where are you going to watch tomorrow? I actually, I have a, I have a lot of friends who uh, live and work in Washington, D.C., and uh, uh, my friend Vanessa, who's a publicist there, she actually tweeted about how there are a lot of bars are going to have viewing parties <laughs> and specials. And she's like, really? I know like I there it. are a lot of crazy people in D.C., but yeah. who's going to show up for that? I'm like... An excuse to drink at 10 a.m., yeah, right? Yeah. It's like St. Patrick's Day <laughs> right? in February. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't have to wait the three weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, like, it's one of those things, like, Americans don't really care about soccer, but it's like, oh, bars are, you know, that that Irish pub down the street mm-hmm. is going to open at 9 a.m. to show the, the World mm-hmm. Cup. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're serving Absolutely. beer. Yeah. So who doesn't want to get shit-faced on their way to work? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know? So, uh, I, I don't know. I think that'll be kind of an interesting thing to see. But... I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that uh, we're going to get a lot out of it. Um, but, uh, <sighs> yeah, I, I agree. Because uh, like you were saying, they have the closed, if, if there wasn't the closed door thing and maybe there was a little bit more of him being like, okay, I have nothing else to lose, we might have heard something a little more interesting. But, again, I think overall it's going to be a lot of pushback and maybe we'll get little inklings of things here and there, but it's not going to be a full force. Like you said, like this big bombshell is going to come out in the in the public hearing tomorrow that, you know, nobody doesn't either already know about through the closed door sessions or, you know, we'll find out in the investigation yeah, I that mean, he's going to actually say anything. He's, he's saying he's going to provide evidence, mm-hmm. but I, I think his evidence is just going to be the testimony of a guy who's on his way to jail, you know. And so it's like, I don't know. Uh, his charts. A, a former his... <laughs> best friend, a jilted lover, you know, it's mm-hmm. all like, oh, let me tell you about this mm-hmm. guy. Best so. case scenario mm-hmm. is that there will be some funny, like... At, like during the Kavanaugh hearings, when everybody was tweeting beer, 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 mm-hmm. and you know, I I made a this like uh, Photoshop of him in front of a, a pyramid of beer cans mm-hmm. and like things like that, like whatever. Like I don't see any like bombshell coming out, but I do. I'm hoping that he'll make some sort of like verbal slip or something that everybody's gonna just the Twittersphere is gonna yes. latch on yeah, to some kind of reference or up. some kind of yeah. crazy chart. We're, that's we're, what I'm hoping for. I'm we're, hoping for. <laughs> we're hoping for good memes yes. is yes. what we're good hoping memes. to take that's away really, from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's really what's about. The, I think that's the best we can hope for. I think yeah, <laughs> but I, I honestly think there's gonna be some really good ones. You know, so uh, stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's talk about um, the latest on the border is uh, there's uh, a lot of questions about math, which has never been a strong suit for me. But uh, the Democrats in the House are going to have a vote on, uh, you know, basically saying, like, no, you don't get to declare declare the state of emergency and allocate all these funds. And then I guess within, I think I read it was 18 days, the Senate will have to do something as well. And there's starting to be concerns that uh, the there wouldn't be the 60 votes they need. And here's the thing. 
So if there aren't the 60 votes in the, in the, in the Senate, it still goes to Trump's desk and he can veto it. Mm-hmm. Now, he hasn't vetoed anything yet. And I don't know. I think for him, it's like, oh, great. This is the thing that I get to veto for the first time. He's like, yeah, I didn't want to have to veto things. But, you know, if these Senate Republicans aren't going to really step up. I guess they don't care about your safety, America. Mm-hmm. So, that fortunately, your favorite president, <laughs> which he's using a lot, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, and I don't know, uh, Trump supporters, he's probably not your favorite president. You might adore him. You're going to tell me you like him more than Reagan? I'm just guessing. It's just it's just a gut reaction. And, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Zachary Taylor guy. <laughs> I know that Scott's uh, uh, Miller Fillmore. Definitely. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for Tam... I'm Tam- a pokehead. Well, yeah, and you would have been a McKinley guy, but ouch. <laughs> you are Garfield. Yeah. Well, I always thought Garfield was great. Yeah. The only president that hates Mondays and loves lasagna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I said it out loud. <laughs> no problem. Anyway, uh, so, Scott, what do you think about... Uh, it, it's kind of all for show, though. So even if the, uh, the Senate doesn't uphold this uh, emergency declaration, he's still going to veto it, right? Well, I mean, he could. The only thing is, is the number of people that have to come back to actually override the veto, and that's where again you're not going to have the the numbers to override the veto. Yeah. Um, so the veto would actually be like, okay, it doesn't matter. My my thing's going to stand. My my declaration. Right. Stand. But then you could go back, and Congress could override it if they had enough votes and say, no, sorry, you can't do this, and we've overridden the veto, and then therefore. Um, you know, they wouldn't be able to keep the, the emergency right. declaration but does in that the, sense. Does the House override the veto? Does the Senate, or do they both have to do it? Both. You have to have the numbers. Right. So they can have the numbers in the House, but they won't have mm-hmm. the numbers in the Senate to override right. the veto. Yeah. Right. And that's that. That's the problem, which, which again goes back to the impeachment thing, which we've talked about, too. It's, it's You get the impeachment to go through the House with so no problem, but again, it'll be back to the Senate yeah. and getting the 67 votes in there to be able to, um, you know, have him... Uh, uh, booted right, from office, which, so. as we've talked about before, it was the same thing number. when uh, when Republicans had the House but not the Senate. There was all these like these motions, like, "Yep, we're all voting to repeal Obamacare," and then the Senate was like, uh, "No, go screw yourselves." Yeah, and that was kind of the end of it. So uh, you know, just sort of a. Uh, you know, it's just uh, the little uh, the little pong game going back and but, forth. But I do think if you look at the states with some of the the Republicans that are likely, I, I think Tom Tillis actually just went on the record yes. today, North Carolina. Murkowski, Susan Collins, yep. and Till, what's his name? Tillis Tom Tillis, yeah, in North Carolina. Carolina. <clears throat> which is surprising because North Carolina is even a little bit more pro-Trump than even some of the other states where you might think you would have some like Georgia, maybe Iowa, a couple other states that might say uh, – you know, overturn the the emergency declaration. But the point is, is that you have enough people in those states that are very opposed, and that does cut across some Republicans as well, to the emergency declaration. And so it gives some of these senators the breathing room to be able to to say, no, we're not going to support this as well, because some of these senators will be up for re-election as well next year. And so they're now going to have to really, you know, put their, their, their self out there because they're going to be up for re-election. And if it is enough to where, I mean, again, this is not really how it works out, but if you were to look at Trump's approval ratings in every state and you based it on the, the share of voting that he would get, he would lose by landslide at this moment in time. Of course, it doesn't always work out the way as we saw in 2016, but the point is that if some of these Republican senators are feeling that he's going to be a threat to drag them down and there's enough opposition there, they're, of course, going to protect themselves over over him any day. So that's where you might see some more movement with the senators to say, no, we're not going to support this. Also, because Tillis made a, a, a New York Times op-ed where he said mm-hmm. the reason that he 
is voting with the Democrats is not because he agrees with their, you know, right. um, security plan. It's that he has to curb, and I think more Republicans need to f- follow behind him, that he needs to curb the presidential abuse of the emergency mm-hmm. declaration because should we have a Democratic president next, let's say President Sanders wants to declare a national emergency for... Um, Against guns or, uh, you know, health, Medicare for all or climate change or anything that, you know, these Republicans are against. We we can't set the precedent that the president can just declare an emergency declaration. And then even Mitch McConnell today, they asked him, is this legal? And he was like, um, uh, well, we're still trying to figure that Mm -hmm. out, which basically means no emergency declaration is not legal. Right. And you can see a lot of Republicans don't even want to say Yes, that it's 100% they should do that. And and you're right, because a lot of them want to say no as well, because they don't want to see a future Democrat do the same thing for things that they don't agree with. And Sorry, that, I had a mini stroke when you said President Sanders. But I'm back <laughs> uh, I heard everything. I just couldn't move. Um, but no, to, I, I think that it, it's a valid point, And it's the sort of thing that uh, I think that, you know, there are probably more Republicans who feel that way. It's just uh, Tillis is the only one who's actually saying it, and he's up for like reelection mm-hmm. next uh, mm-hmm. next year. So obviously that's why he's saying it, right? And that's what I was saying too. Yeah. Is like a lot of people would would uh, have a there's an some, issue with that. There's some other interesting cases, I guess, and we won't spend too much time on this. But when you have somebody like Martha McSally who's going to have to run again, and what what's the you know what's a bigger issue for Southern Arizona at least than the border? And I feel like it's almost like you can't you can't win there because you're going to have uh, a huge segment of the population that's like, yeah, we don't want anything to do with that wall. But then you do also have, you know, the uh, the other – I don't know. I feel like Arizona has plenty of people who also are like, no, you have to. So I feel like however she votes, it, she's going to probably lose next year. Right. <laughs> I know. I mean because I mean, she lost last year. So Yeah. Um, yeah and, Which and how great is that? When you lose an election but then you, you kind of get, get it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up for that. Uh, anyway, so – uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, we'll we'll see where that's going. But uh, our favorite president, uh, I love how often he's using it now. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, it's it, I I don't know who gave him that idea for branding, <laughs> but uh, every time he fits it in there, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to. Uh, Obviously, it's going to be such a major issue. Uh, so uh, Kim Jong Un has arrived in Vietnam, and uh, President Trump is expected there. You know, only fifty years late. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I know. It's like those poor bone spurs. I hope they don't flare up. Just Actually, there thinking was a, about it. It's funny you mention that because now that reminds me. I saw something in the chat. Let's see. Where was it? Caroline Spencer. Do you think Trump will wake up saying good morning? Uh, sorry. Do you think Trump will wake up saying good morning, Vietnam, while he's there? Or will his bone spurs affect him too much? Mm-hmm. No, I think he'll be like, oh, it's really nice here. You know, they have the best <laughs> Vietnamese food here. Who knew? <laughs> Um, but they also have McDonald's. They there. do have McDonald's, yeah, yeah. So. and Starbucks. And, yeah. Do you think that he's going to think? <laughs> Tamara, this is an important question for you. Do you think that he thinks that Vietnamese food is a McDonald's in Vietnam? You think he's just like, wow? This I, is... I mean, he's not wrong if he does think that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just like, this is this is great. I'm just going to eat here every day. Um, so, Kim Jong Un. It's uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that there is something you can give. Trump credit because he's sitting down with someone that, you know, the the head of North Korea is not someone that a, a U.S. president has met with. But, you know, there's uh, always no shortage of information. I was reading an article today about the uh, 428 people that we know of, that uh, people who have 
defected or just, you know, fled North Korea just have testified on the record. We know the 428 people that uh, he's been responsible for uh, brutally uh, murdering, not well, I guess it's not directly responsible. You know, he he had somebody do it for him. Um, and sometimes it was for, according to an article that I read, I do believe it was from Fox News, but uh, it said that sometimes if you were slouching at an event that he was at, that's something that could get you thrown in jail or killed. And, you know, people should actually have more respect when the Supreme Leader is there. That'll mm-hmm. teach you. Um <laughs> So something to be thought of there. So obviously we're meeting with this guy and there's something to be said for like, you know, let's see what's going on here. But let's not forget, he's not just a bad guy. He doesn't just have a bad haircut. He's not just an amazing basketball superstar, as has been reported by uh, North Korean state media. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a terrible guy. Do you think... I'll ask Scott first. Do you think that uh, he's somebody that the the president of the United States should meet with anywhere? Um, I mean, no, and, and and again, the reason why a lot of it, why he's doing this, is because he thinks either he's going to get a Nobel Peace Prize or he's going to somehow do something that nobody else had done before. Because rightfully so, they weren't going to negotiate with him. Because again, it's never going to happen to where. They think that they're going to get rid of the nuclear weapons. The reason why they would never do that is because that's the one thing that keeps them at least somewhat protected. And there has to be enough trust on both sides to be able to do something like that. And I just do not believe, especially with China and the other players involved there, are going to feel like, oh, yeah, go ahead and um, you know acquiesce and get rid of your nuclear weapons and whatever else. Um, now, granted, the only thing I could say that could be something like that is because going to Vietnam uh, – as a, as a fellow communist country that has opened themselves up a lot more, and I was just there in December, and it was pretty impressive. They do have an incredible um, economic growth rate right now, 6 7 8%. And you can see they've opened up the doors a lot to capitalist-type uh, uh, economy by still keeping more of the, the communist uh, political setup. But it was amazing to see all the the beach resorts and the you know offices and and shops and malls and brand new you know mall, everything being built left and right. That it could be something to him if he feels that he can get those sanctions lifted is the only thing that I can think that might help him to be able to kind of maybe come a little bit over to uh, what we want to offer in in some of these deals and maybe feel that, that he would because You're he sees Kim, how well Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un would, would want to yes. make a mall in North well, Korea. Yeah, he would want to be able to see how well the economy is doing in Vietnam mm-hmm. in a fellow communist country with more of an open-door policy to capitalist mentality and that it's open now with the U.S., it's open to other places, and, and to still see that they've kept uh, their ideology, uh, but they've at least on an economic side have opened their doors a little bit more open. And that that's the only thing I can think of that might open his eyes a little bit more to helping to do a deal with the state, with the U.S., to be able to get the uh, the sanctions lessened. But I also think that Trump is a little bit naive, uh, not having a political or government background or worked in an area where he understands uh, how, how this works. And I don't think that North Korea is going to just give up uh, their nuclear weapons because that's their one thing that keeps them protected. That's their protected. only leverage. Right, that keeps them protected there, and they've been able to manage thus far with these punishing sanctions for all these years, and they've been able to keep somewhat of a stability there. So I, I, I have a hard hard time to believe that all of a sudden now they're going to uh, do this, and and you've seen that. You've seen that Trump is now not trying to say, oh, we're going to have this the best deal ever. and You know, he's really kind of 
brought that down a little bit because I think that the expectations need to be brought down of knowing that this is a long-term thing. This doesn't happen overnight, and it would still be continuing well after he's long out of office. Right, and there's something very symbolic about it being in Vietnam, which mm-hmm. you know I think is a place that not long ago people wouldn't have imagined one right. being like that, being something that the being a place that the American president would visit. I mean, I remember a joke in Back to the Future too. Is they're mm-hmm. in the future, and it's a big ad for Surf Vietnam, mm-hmm. and there's like a great laugh. There was also a great laugh about the Cubs winning the World Series. Yes. So you know, all yeah. this that's crazy stuff for the yeah. future. Uh, so the idea that Vietnam could uh, turn around like that is, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's the way that Kim Jong Un sees it. It's probably just more like, oh, I want all this stuff inside my compound. I don't. Right, I don't right, want my right. people to have it. <laughs> but I definitely want you know a KFC inside of a Taco Bell inside of a Pizza Hut. <laughs> but who who doesn't? Right. Um, I mean, that's the dream for everyone. Tamara, the the first question is if say you were performing a set at the Improv in Pyongyang, and you saw that the Supreme Leader was there in the audience. But you noticed that the comedian going on after you was slouching backstage. Would you have him killed so you got five more minutes? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wanted to know where you stood. Um, I don't know. I, I will be the last comic standing. <laughs> which, which is... Probably uh, a little bit uh, more of a, a literal uh, explanation when you do it there. So the uh, the idea, Tamara, that uh, you know President Trump is sitting down with him. Tell me what you think about that, and then also the idea that you know Trump has said like, "Oh, I'd, we'd love to have you, you know, visit the White House, uh, Camp David, Mar-a-Lago. I, we'll, we'll talk." But the idea that he might invite him to uh, come to our country at some point. Uh, your thoughts on oh, both I, of those? He, abs- he <laughs> this President Trump does not have a clue as to the scope. I, it, it seems like of what Kim Jong Un has done, or if he does, is he just that heartless? He he doesn't. Trump doesn't seem to understand that other leaders have not met with him. In retaliation of all of the human rights violations of murder and rape and starvation and all of these things that Kim Jong-un has done to his own people. And they that is why leaders have not met with him. Trump seems to think leaders have not met with him because he he wouldn't agree to it with anybody but him. And in in their summit, you know, he's not going to bring up any sort of human rights violations. He's not going to, you know, hold Kim Jong-un's feet to the fire in that capacity at all. I, I I, mean, I don't even understand what they could possibly talk about because two people who are only functioning on flattery, it's like, well, then why are you even meeting if you're just going to compliment each mm-hmm. other? And then I, I don't know if, if you're if you're right. And the purpose is for Kim Jong-un to see Singa- uh, Singapore and are they in Singapore? Uh, Vietnam. Uh, They're going to be in sorry, Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam. Um, if they're in, uh, see what Vietnam is like and, and how, um, more modern and, you know, commercial, uh, 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 like you're saying, a communist country could be, then I guess they're meeting because Trump wants to make sure he gets a Trump tower in there and Mm -hmm. and this business. And, you know, that opens up a, um, a golf course and things like that. I mean, I suppose that's what he's hoping to establish. But other than that, like, I, I, I don't understand what they could. I, I mean, no, I guess I do. And then if nothing else, it's just the, the media show of, 
you know, that's all he wants. Right, he exactly. Just wants the adoration. To show. Yeah. And like, oh, look at what I did. No look. other president would do this, and I did this, and yeah, yeah. That's it, really mm-hmm. the only. There's no real point to this meeting whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's going to be accomplished. There's nothing that's going to be established. I mean, unless he wants to. Take pointers from Kim Jong Un. I mean, it, it, you know, and just be like, like hairstyle tips. <laughs> no, the rape is off the table. But tell me about the murders and the starvation. How does that work? <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe he's just like, how do you make that work? Mm-hmm. I want to know more. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of insights do we get from when there's a meeting. There'll probably be a closed door portion, mm-hmm. but the Q and A will be great <laughs> because they'll. Oh, just what if anybody asks Trump? What is it? How does it feel to finally be in Vietnam? Right. Like, and is he smart enough to know what you're asking yeah, if no, you say it No, that he way. wouldn't get it. He's like, it's yeah, a beautiful this is, country. This is the first time I've been here. We definitely want to have a Trump Tower. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. Mm-hmm. He'll thank you directly yep. for that. Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's. Uh, I guess that's what happens when uh, your former best friend lawyer is going to be testifying to you being a criminal. You That's when you go to Vietnam. Yeah, that's when you go to the other yeah. side exactly. <laughs> you know, of the world and get away this, from it. That's when, what this summit is yeah. for. And, you know, just at an earlier point in your life, when you're supposed to go to Vietnam, mm-hmm. you find a lawyer that can figure out a way to get you out yeah. of it. Well, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, the, uh, the circle of life, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh, also, as we mentioned in the beginning, we'll only touch on this for a moment, is... Uh, President Trump, you know, he had talked about the big parade they were going to have. Uh, he talked about that last year. And I think that that plan has been adapted to a big July 4th bash in Washington, D.C. at the Lincoln Memorial. I don't I don't know about you guys. I have been to a big bash on the 4th of July mm-hmm. at the Lincoln mm-hmm. Memorial. There are fireworks. Now, the president has not spoken there before. Um, but... That was the joke that I made. They do this every year. Right. So what's the difference? That yeah. you're going to be there? Um, and, and is that going to make one make people want to stay home? Right. Maybe because people don't <laughs> like him. But then also just like the security, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was – the times that I went was – actually, one of them was post-9-11. But it was mostly pre-9-11, mm-hmm. so it was fine, you know. They would just walk right up, you know. Uh, you know, strap on your suicide vest. Nobody cares. Now, I think that they're actually going to frisk you for that, so be careful. Um, but I think that, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, this is just, I don't know. I guess he's just trying to slap his, you know, ride on the coattails of uh, of the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, there's going to be fireworks anyway, so why don't, why don't you let me speak? Yeah, I can't, take I, credit. I can't wait for the humiliation of, like, I, the, the third best... Credence Clearwater cover band is going to be the big, big entertainment right. of the day because it's not you're not going to get it's not like you're no. going to get Beyonce or Kendrick Lamar it, or no. Lady Gaga or Taylor Swift. You're not going to get anybody. <laughs> anybody would actually want to see. So I'm sorry. Have you not heard of the Motor City Madman, Mr. Ted Nugent? Oh, you're have right. you not yeah. heard of another guy from the, from the Michigan? Correct, uh, Mr. Kid, Kid Rock. Rock. Yeah. Um, hey, what is it with the musicians from Michigan that they that they all like? If both of them agree to bathe in the uh, reflecting pool uh, publicly for all of us to witness to make sure that it actually does happen, then maybe we'll. There's a reason to tune in. I think that there's also some country artists that have performed for President Trump before. It's like I feel like there's a country duo called Big and Rich. Big is not a fan, but I think Rich is. <laughs> I don't know enough about the music. Yeah, it's like half so, the group will yeah, eventually like, perform. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich will be there. Rich. Rich. <laughs> Where's Big? He couldn't no, make it he, tonight. He was, he was a Hillary guy. No, just kidding. He was a birdie bro. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's, you know, yet another example of, uh, you know, just managing expectations. He wanted to do this big parade. Somebody crunched the numbers and mm-hmm. was like, 
Not going to happen. Just, just talk. Just We'll set up a podium at the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> There's already security there. It's fine. They're already uh, doing the 4th of July there, so it's not going to be we'll much of a budget. We'll put that usual group of people behind you so <laughs> yep. that there's women for Trump holding yep. up we'll, signs we'll and the one extras. black guy right behind yeah, well, the you one, cheering. Yeah, the one black yep. <laughs> Um, uh, all right. Well, uh, let us know if uh, you plan on going to the Lincoln Memorial. I just know what I'm not going to be doing now on Fourth of July. But well, you know, if you go on the other side, you go on the Washington yeah. Monument side, yeah. it, you'll it maybe be away from uh, from some of it. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, Amazon. Yeah, where's my Blu-ray for Green Book? It's not a right. No, what I want to talk about with Amazon is. Uh, they're apparently not going to build this uh, headquarters in uh, in New York anymore. And uh, this was a big issue for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but it was also a big issue for a lot of people. Now, I the way I understand it, that was 25,000 jobs uh, in Long Island City. This is a fairly local issue, but mm-hmm. it, it's sort of more of a testament to this idea that like a big business will come in, create those jobs, and then the businesses around there – my understanding is that the restaurants there aren't open at lunchtime because no one works there. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the economic impact would have been about 100,000 jobs. And then I guess the trade-off is anywhere Amazon goes, they don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that the taxes are Jeff Bezos's payment to his soon-to-be ex-wife. I think that that's why he can't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't follow the tax law. This is why this is why we need Chelsea. She she knows the tax law better than I do. I'm pretty sure I'm right, though. Um, so this is more just a personal opinion thing. What do you think about that, uh, Tamara? Let me ask you first. The, uh, you know, and again, we don't live there, so it wouldn't have directly impacted us. Do you understand why there were enough people in New York who were like, yeah, we, we don't want this? And then at the same time, people who actually live there were like, Maybe I could actually get a job there. Uh, what do you think? I mean, about it's, you know, I, I think there's a little bit more awareness now of this massive, terrifying monopoly that Amazon has on things and people feeling them creep into their lives in all of these respects. I feel I think that people are very slowly getting creeped out by Amazon and are trying to curb its reach and the fact that there's so many articles about Jeff Bezos not paying taxes now. He's it, like. Who likes this guy? <laughs> you know, like who? Would... And I'll say this: I live in an apartment where uh, we don't have like a buzzer or anything, so it's very hard for me to get packages. So I have never, not never, maybe once, maybe twice in the last fifteen years, ordered something from Amazon. But Amazon, and where, I'm, was it stolen both times? By the way, um, it I. I think it was, yes. <laughs> I only say that because yeah. my my sister-in-law, where she lives in Hollywood, uh, and not in the glamorous way. People who actually live out here know what it means when you yeah. say you live in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her apartment, yeah, packages get stolen all the time. So now they come to our house. Yeah. yeah. It, that's what I would do. I would ship mm-hmm. things to like my wherever I was working. Or what. Anyway, that being said, the being like the one person who does not use Amazon ever, I'm also the only person I know who doesn't have like targeted ads and like so many people say that like oh it's so weird i was just talking about this thing Mm -hmm. and then this thing popped up on my facebook and then this thing was suggested i got this weird email about this thing and i'm like that does not happen to me could that be connected to the fact that i do not (laughs) shop you know it's so weird that thing that i asked alexa about Mm -hmm. uh i have an ad on my facebook Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. huh would you 
would you like to would you like to buy this album? Mm-hmm. Um, funny thing you said that you're not being targeted. Uh, you know, you just said in front of uh, a microphone, <laughs> you used the word curb. And um, Jeff Bezos wants to know, would you be interested in buying a season of Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> so you see, that's what happens. You, they're they're listening to everything. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, so you think just because it's Amazon, what if it was another big company that it would have been the same deal, same number of jobs, but they also wouldn't have paid taxes? Is it because it's Amazon? Or do you think, like, no, you could probably pay some taxes, maybe give them a break so they go to New York versus... Kentucky? I, I'm just trying to think of somewhere where they would be like, oh yeah, just come here, no taxes or whatever. I don't know, is that what you... Is it because it's Amazon? That's a good question. I can't think I of think another... It is com- be, it, what I'm saying is it is because it's Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think that Amazon brought the awareness as if it was a different company that may not have brought the awareness, but there, there were a couple of issues there. It wasn't even just the the fact that it was Amazon. I think, you know, like you said, if if anything, Donald Trump and, and the Republican tax cuts have brought to the attention of, of the sort of corporate welfare that's been ongoing. And when you see, um, you know, Amazon not paying taxes and then you have these lower level workers that would be some of the ones that could potentially be working there having to pay a lot of taxes. Um, and then you also saw a lot of people that live in that area because it is more of a blue-collar industrial area. A lot of the people don't necessarily own the houses around there, so they live in apartments that now their rent was going to be increased, and then then you have the fear that they're being pushed out to gentrify that area to then raise the rates and 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 ch- change these apartments into condos and sell them for you know a lot more money. And so it was pushing p- people, making them feel uncomfortable. They're going to be pushed out of a place that they lived at for a very long time, which you see when some of these bigger companies like an Amazon do come in and encroach on. Uh, places like that. And because New York City's economy, as you know, is so much more diverse than even going to some places outside of Northern Virginia and other places in, in Nashville, other places that might be a little bit more open to it and, and they have more space and it's not going to be encroaching on people's um, homes and, and small businesses. Uh, I think that you see some people being more receptive to it than other places like New York and even really in some areas of Los Angeles that are already a very diversified economy that have other uh places to go for jobs and have other uh, issues that they have beyond just uh, the, the, the sheer number of jobs that are coming. And like you said, the fact that, you know, they're basically coming in and, and not paying any kind of taxes. And and look, the Democrat governor and, and the mayor were very big on giving these tax breaks, too. So they're not necessarily that they were innocent in the sense of all this. They were the ones that were helping make these deals. And I think it's just becoming a bigger awareness now for most people that you know, thanks to Donald Trump and billionaires and people that are getting away without paying taxes, that people are starting to wake up to that. And like you said, they are feeling that they're getting the the bad end of the stick there, where they're now going to have to live in in apartments that are going up in price, and they're not going to get the benefits of a well-paying job, per se, that's going to come from Amazon. They're going to be the lower-level uh, jobs, and they're going to be struggling and have to move further out, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's, uh, you know, the, the argument... Uh, on the one side was uh, $4 billion in lost wages, but uh, it was a $2.8 billion tax giveaway. That is, you know, a a number Mm -hmm. from an organization called Democracy for America that is in favor of this having happened. So, yeah, that's, I'm just saying, well, that's what the source is. So it's in their interests to have that. But um, in any case, uh, I don't know. I I mean, look, somebody's going to say yes. And I think there was a, uh, I think it was the governor of Maryland was talking about it and saying, like, uh, you know, in a way, I look, I understand why the people in New York are uh, upset, but uh, 
gives Maryland another chance to uh, try. You know, somebody's going to be like, "Oh, not only are we going to give you uh, tax-free status, uh, we'll give you some extra money too." You know, um, you, you want to herd a cattle? What, mm-hmm. what else can we give you? How can we sweeten the pot? Um, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I see the uh, the argument uh, all across the board, and to sort of what you were talking about, you know, for businesses. I don't. I think we didn't talk about this last week because we ran out of time. Um, this is the first year that my wife and I are incorporated, mm-hmm. and inexplicably, there's a there is some law that is in place that because we're a business, we got to like erase twenty thousand dollars worth of income basically, and uh, mm-hmm. it pushed us down into a lower tax bracket. Mm-hmm. And um, great for me, but I was just like, well, I don't think that should be there. I am going to certainly take advantage of it. Of course. But uh, so I am in no means a business. I, I, I'm like a small – I'm not even a small business. I'm a, a micro business. But at the same time, there, it's clearly – like things that I used to write off as as an individual, mm-hmm. you're not able to write off anymore. Right. You know, like any of us in the media, there's like you mm-hmm. could write off almost anything yep. really. You're like – you know, a $100 uh, gift card to AMC. Yep. Mm-hmm. AMC movie theaters, obviously, not mm-hmm. the uh, cable channel. Although you can write that off, too. Yeah. You can write, you know, write off <laughs> cable. You can write off everything. Cable bill, yep. And bill. as an individual, yep. you, you can't anymore. No. Uh, that's why and, I'm going to hate tax season this year. I'm going to owe a lot. That's why you need to get incorporated, son. I know. But, I'm, you know, that's the thing. is, you, And that's what people are going to find out is, is because you're incorporated, you can write off a lot more of things that you – couldn't do as an individual, and and then and the tax rate is lower as a, as a corporation as an individual as well for for the same income. So yes, it's it's definitely um, it's it's going to be interesting for me, and I'm going to be crying a lot this year. But um. <laughs> do you think President Sanders is going to make me pay back that twenty grand, Tamara? <laughs> Uh, President Sanders With interest. will not Sarah Sanders. <laughs> let me be more specific. <laughs> President Bernie Sanders. I, th- I do think that every time I mm-hmm. hear a scenario of President me too. Sanders, I keep it in the back. I'm like, ooh, gives me chills. <laughs> Why well, have to think about which one I'd rather vote for? I'll get back to you. Anyway, finish your I, thought. I think that uh, what, what would he have you do with that twenty thousand dollars? I think he would uh, that you would uh, be asked to put that towards your own health care. I'm not yeah. sure. Yep. That's right. Oh, let me give the uh, the uh, conservative rebuttal to that, which would be. Buy another house in Vermont. <laughs> it's funny because it's like you'd think like when they say he has three houses, you'd think like, oh, what does he have? Like a you know a villa in in, in Spain. <laughs> he has like he has a, a a place that they live in Washington D.C. because he's a senator. He has like the house that he always had, and then he has like a a vacation home in Vermont. And like, well, I don't think he's really spent. It's, I, I don't think <laughs> it, it's not it's not the way it sounds. It's not that say, oh, he has three yeah. houses. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, okay, so you know they probably. Costs less than I, I don't know, like one of Hillary's yeah. houses. I'm not even going to talk about <laughs> President Trump or my apartment or the apartment. I was going to say, or someone with one house out here in and California, one yeah, two bedroom. House. Uh, speaking of of uh, Bernie, though, uh, he apparently is uh, not in a rush to release his uh, his his uh, tax returns. <laughs> but I think as we've learned, presidential candidates don't have to release their tax returns. Like, why would he at this point? Why would anyone ever release them again? Right, if there's anything in there that could be even remotely seen as controversial, why would they even bother now? Yeah, I mean, isn't he an NRA member? Because he's he's very pro-gun rights because Mm -hmm. that's just the kind of state Vermont is. Right. So I don't know if he's an NRA member, but maybe there's like like there's like a a whoopsie automatic Mm -hmm. like uh, uh, renewal. Um, Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I so he doesn't he doesn't want us to have his taxes at at this point. Like I was saying, like Tamara. Would, should anyone ever show us their taxes ever again? I mean, I, I guess they don't have to. That's why 
That's why Republicans need to hold Trump accountable for these things that that he is setting a precedent for. You know, that's just you're fine with it with him. But then you're not think about you're not going to be fine with that when the next Democrat does this exact same thing, just Mm -hmm. like we were talking about with the emergency declaration. So this whole my team versus your team thing is going to screw each of us over in the end. Right, because it goes back to even like the Supreme Court when when uh, when Mitch McConnell did the nuclear option. It's like, well, now Democrats are going to do the same for any future Supreme Court appointees and and things like that. And and I, I've heard the rumors that some states want to actually put it on their ballot to force you know if if you're going to run in that state, you you need to have uh, your tax return to be able to be on the ballot. I, I don't think know we how that put would it into pass, federal but, law. But I think that has to. I think that should be a future thing that people have to look into. It was always sort of voluntary, but it became a tradition that everybody always just adhered to. And like you said, now Trump is ending those those type of traditions. And now you, you go back and and like you said, make it a law to say if you're going to run for a certain level of office to be transparent, you're going to have to open yourself up. And most people do it anyways. Like the governor will always do it in, in, in states and everything to make sure there's no conflict of interest. And so I, I think it is something that's very important. Um, and it is something that maybe future Congress will need to look into for uh, future presidential candidates for sure. Uh, well, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was uh, a, uh, a tweet from uh, President Trump uh, talking about how uh, Spike Lee uh, made a uh, a racist uh, a racist uh, speech uh, accepting the uh, Academy Award that he did win. A racist hit. A ra- it was a racist hit. You're right. Um, and just sort of an interesting uh, rebuttal to that that I saw of all places from Brit Hume on Fox News. It was like, no, the speech wasn't racist or even particularly anti-Trump. Uh, I think it's just so reflexive that uh, you know when anybody speaks out on anything. Uh, he's just like, oh my god, that's so, so terrible. Uh, this movie was about uh, the Klan, so clearly he's uh, speaking about me. Um, and I, I don't know, I mean, I don't really want to get bogged down. It's, it's for another show to talk about uh, the the Oscars and all that, but uh, is there a chance, Tamara, that President Trump is just hypersensitive? <laughs> I say there's a 100% hmm. chance that he does not know what the word racist means. That's an <laughs> underlying theme since he took office. And that, mm-hmm. that's why he thinks he can say the things that he does and his supporters excuse the way he, you know, just generalizes people crossing the border as and that's to them that's not racist because they don't understand what racist rhetoric is just as he doesn't understand that somebody can say something about a white person and that is not racist you can say you can there's a difference between racist and prejudiced and there's a specific difference that he needs to learn and a spike lee wasn't saying he he was Encouraging people to mobilize, vote in 2020. That's now, what he was saying. Yeah, he's saying being on the right side you of things. Can, mm-hmm. Probably telling you, like, you know, I think indirectly, if he's telling you to vote in 2020, I don't think he's saying vote Trump. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, we, we know what he's saying, but yeah. still. I mean, anyone to, who saw Black Klansman, I mean, the, just the ending has footage of Trump speaking after Charlottesville, and you see some actual mm-hmm. you know, terrible footage from Charlottesville. So he is making a point. But it is not a patently anti-Trump statement to it's say that. It's not anti-Trump, no. and it's certainly not, not racist, racist in any stretch of the right. imagination. Like, I, 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 I don't even know how you could not only a to see that, but a a to 
EF and G that like how do you I, I how does he even that's just it just boggles my mind how he has absolutely no concept what the word racist means well and it's always always goes back to me about him too mm. when I, well, it, of course. it always has to go back to him and it's just like oh my god it's so ridiculous I mean just like the whole favorite president I mean ridiculous yeah <laughs> I joke back on Twitter I was like you wouldn't even be my favorite president if you were the only one and you were you know he would not even be so. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, he's, he's, yeah, you're not even my favorite president named Trump. There aren't any other <laughs> yeah, exactly. ones. That's all right. Uh, anyway, we have to leave it there, as they say, mm-hmm. because uh, we're out of time. But thank you to everyone in the chat. And thank you to Tamara. Where do people find you? Hey, I've just put up a new stand-up video, so follow me on YouTube. Hey, Tamara. Just hey, Tamara. Because mm-hmm. your Twitter's yeah, different. Underscores and... Yeah. YouTube. Well, everything's hey, Tamara, except for Twitter. I just have to have an underscore okay. after it. I, that, that's just for me, because mm-hmm. now I know how to find it. And Scott, how do people find you? You can find me on Twitter calling uh, Mitch McConnell hypocrite pretty much every day at sman80. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DMZ. Follow the show at Trump Report mm-hmm. ABTV. We will be back uh, next Tuesday at 4 Pacific. Maybe talking about some some of our uh, Michael Cohen drinking Ooh, game. Some good uh, <laughs> uh, we'll maybe see drinking. <laughs> maybe. We'll see you then. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 